0: Hey what's up y'all welcome back to the Sensibly Cynical podcast my name of course is Sean and here I am with another amazing interview for you this time it is once again, Natalie's Ruby, she's back here on the podcast. She talks about her new single, "Las Paredes. You know, a little bit about the Grammys, because she recorded this before. i um, so grateful for her time. She also, you know, discusses what she has in the pipeline coming up, um, and uh, much more. So before I get to my interview with Natalie, please check out our YouTube channel. I'm trying to build that, so that's youtube.com. Slash at Sensibly Cynical. Please subscribe. Um, check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly. Instagram is Sensibly Cynical Pod. Check out the Facebook page, WordPress. We are on there. Bonfire is where you can get the Sensibly Cynical merch, shirt, mug, and even a sticker. So please support the Sensibly Cynical podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, all that. Now, To my chat with natalise all right ladies and gentlemen after some self-admitted technical difficulties (laughs) multi-platinum billboard charting singer-songwriter natalise ruby what's going on
1: hey hey how are you thanks for that introduction i'm all good how's it going yes
0: um now it's fine so full disclosure you mind if i say full disclosure and tell the audience what happened no go for it so like an amateur podcaster i podcast too much and i realized my disc you know my disc was full so i tried you know we tried going live here and then it was like it gave me the delete button like the delete 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 so long story short i deleted a bunch of shit and we're ready to go so awesome. Los los paredes did i say it right
1: Las Paredes, yes.
0: Okay, so talk about the process behind that single.
1: Um, So I partnered with a friend of mine who's also a producer, singer-songwriter. His name is Ario Armani. And we got together for about, I think it was like about a week where we kind of just spent some time together in London with other friends of ours who are also songwriters and producers. And we kind of just like, took turns helping each other finish each other's projects. And so um, when I had this opportunity to work with Ario, I expressed to him that at that time I was going through a push and pull kind of toxic relationship and that I really wanted to write about it and kind of just like get it out of my system. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that maybe that will help me move on. And so that song came from that experience.
0: Mm -hmm. So, the YouTube video came out on january twenty sixth correct Yes, and it's it's done pretty well over two thousand views. What was the strategy behind the video?
1: Thank you. um well, I shot the video in El Paso with this new management team that I'm working with named Argenis management mm-hmm. and he has like his own crew of people that he goes to when he needs particular projects or vibes done for an artist. Um, So basically, you know, I communicated to them that the meaning behind the song, the overall meaning is, um, you know, the experience of battling some ghosts from your past Mm. and that I wanted to be able to convey that visually. And so we came up with this concept that, you know, the actress was going to be at home and she was going to be haunted by the memories of an ex. And like she would feel hands caressing her, but then the hands are not there or like, right clothing items from from her partner that disappear so it was fun i had a good time filming it and um you know i think that this time around the viewers are kind of enjoying what they're seeing
0: Mm -hmm. so was that kind of a strategy was hey put the video out first and then the day after on the 27th like do a full release
1: yeah the the To put the video out first, we thought to do a watch party and kind of like gather people that are excited about the project and spend some time with them and in hopes to reel some more people into the to the song. Mm -hmm.
0: Speaking of, you know, reeling people in, I got to say, you know, you've been consistently working throughout, you know, throughout the pandemic and even today. So how do you keep it up? Like the work ethic you have is amazing.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Balance is really important for me, especially because I have three autoimmune conditions. So, you know, I kind of try to seize the moment, the days that I am allowed to create and, and I'm feeling like in that space, in that, in that mind space, I kind of go like as hard as I can, you know, so that Mm -hmm. I have content and things to talk about that last during the times where I'm not really able to do that if that makes sense so balance for me is important and then you know taking care of my mental health making sure that I'm always motivated and then also that I'm living life because if I'm not living my life then I have nothing to talk about
0: (laughs) right right I remember last time it was over a year and a half already um, you talked about you know you went into some of your you know personal you know what I mean? Conditions and stuff. And, you know, I just wanted to let you know, I appreciate, you know, I'm sure the audience appreciates, you know, you going in because your story could help other people out, you know?
1: Yeah, that's, that's the goal. And that's my hope. Um, Sometimes I get super scared of my own dreams because of my health. And Mm. I question like, am I strong enough for this? Like, can I really like, am I pushing too hard? Like, you know, and I'm constantly challenging my limits. And it is, it is scary at times, but to see people like Lady Gaga and Selena Gomez who have the same condition and they're like out there killing it, I guess it's just a matter of like finding what works for me so that I'm able to do what I love, but then also like not overdo it and push myself too hard.
0: Yeah, no, um I understand that. Um and I'm pushing myself so hard that I I'm podcasting so much Natalie, at least that I don't even have room for all these episodes, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understand. I got so much like I got so much data in here that it shut my laptop down. That's a problem.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, I can't keep all this stuff. I got to delete some of it, you know. So I under- I understand. I understand. Um we didn't talk about we didn't, haven't talked about the record so it's i don't want to mispronounce it so it's is it i bendito
1: i bendito records that's my i got my it right independent label yeah oh my <laughs> gosh
0: i was nervous i'm like do i do i hope i get the pronunciation correct so talk about talk about that label i know you said it's you know i don't think we talked about it last time so you know so what what's the vision behind it? Or like, what's the vision?
1: Yeah. So for me, I'm always trying to incorporate my culture and everything that I do. Um, and I bendito is a saying in, in, in the Caribbean um, where it could take, it's one of those phrases that can take on many meanings, depending on the context in which you use it. Like I bendito could be like, Oh, poor baby. Or I bendito could be like, damn, that is fire. And so obviously the latter is the meaning behind the name of my label. Like. I'm committed to making music that is so fire that has people saying like, oh, my God, because I bendito" in English is pretty much like saying, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. And um, you were talking to me off air about the Grammys. Isn't that the Grammys in like three days?
1: Yes, the Grammy, the Grammy ceremony, the telecast is on Sunday, and I yeah. fly out on Saturday to kind of just like, prepare for everything
0: so talk about what you got coming up uh in the grammys what will you be doing or what's what's going on what's you know
1: yeah um i'm definitely there to enjoy the show uh first and foremost bad bunny is going to be performing i'm super excited to see him and lizzo as well those are like my two top performances that i'm going to be checking for and then of course networking with all of the other musicians that are going to be there from all around the world attending pre grammy parties right. after parties all of those things just kind of like you know celebrating with my peers and enjoying what for us is like our super bowl like the grammys mm-hmm. is the super bowl of music
0: yeah yeah so i have a few questions regarding networking um so you know nowadays more than ever before i would think in the entertainment industry, in the podcasting industry, music industry, networking is at an all-time high, as in you know, necessary to succeed. Um, do you have any networking tips for people? Like go to events like you know, the Grammys and stuff. Um, you know what I mean? Like, do you have any advice for how someone you know new? Yeah, start?
1: definitely. So I'll say what works for me when I'm networking because I'm completely introverted, and I'm very shy. And sometimes it's really hard for me to jumpstart a conversation unless I've had a drink myself. I'm not well, promoting drinking, though. After,
0: <laughs> after, after all these difficulties, I got a drink.
1: <laughs> so. so, yeah, uh, what works for me um, is making sure that I look the part, right? Like I'm, I have to be dressed to the nines so that I'm making people do like double takes at me, Right or I'll wear something that's kind of like a conversational piece and that wheels people in. And the minute somebody sees you or gives you a compliment, you right. know, that that's, that's a moment to share with them, to compliment them back, to find out more about them and, you know, to see kind of where you guys can go from there with each other. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, social media is huge, right? Do you- do you know yeah. anybody that's doing well that doesn't have social media? Do you think it's that important, or do you think people can, you know, be successful without it?
1: I don't know anyone that doesn't have social media. So
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's that they, like,
1: they're like they 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 live on another planet at this point. <laughs> I
0: know, right? I know. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much what will happen at the Grammys. Huh? Everyone will, you know, drink too much and hand out social media handles.
1: Yeah. The <laughs> other the other cool thing that I like to do when I'm networking is I change the screensaver on my phone to be a QR code. Oh, oh,
0: yeah. And so, like, if anybody.
1: Yeah. If anybody asks for my information, they can just scan the face of my phone and then there's no like, here's my phone. Give me your phone or here's this card that you might lose a couple
0: yeah, and so many people Talking,
1: and then know. I tell them, yeah, and then I tell them to screenshot my contact so that they remember when they're going through their photos that they met me.
0: You know, back in my day, you had to <laughs> like now all you do is have to scan a fucking you know piece yeah, of equipment. Yeah, just scan the you know?
1: QR code. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's funny. I see. Um, I I don't know. I have to send you this. Uh, this article that's going around, I found on, um, I think I found it on Facebook. Um, there's actually a, a picture of an article that came out that the guy was right. Some genius predicted that like, this was like in the fifties, Natalie's, that people would be, mm-hmm. that people would be having, um, phones in their pockets and little did that person know that not only would they be right, but QR codes is the future.
1: And, yeah. and
0: now, Like I don't know. It's right now. Yeah, like on TikTok without QR codes.
1: Let me tell you this story. It's funny that you say that because when I had my very first cell phone, it was one of those flip phones. Mm Hmm. Um, and I remember holding that phone and saying to myself, and this was before like the internet. This was still during the AOL chat room days. Oh, that's. I remember. (laughs) I remember saying to myself, "Like, man, I wish we had a phone that." went in the AOL chat rooms and that was able to surf Man. the web and take pictures. a year later, after me thinking that thought, the sidekick came out. I don't know if you remember that phone, but the uh, sidekick was kind of like the beginning of these social media phones where like you had a messenger. I remember the Blackberry.: Yeah, so it was kind of around the same time as the Blackberry, but the sidekick did a little bit more, and it was um, in color.
0: Oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't remember so too much on, about that, but I remember the. It went
1: on the internet. You should look it up. It went on I, the internet. It played games. It did I will like all as of soon as things.
0: as soon as this conversation's <laughs> over, I'm gonna look it up. I remember the track phone. but you had to, and you could still do it. But like you pay per minute.
1: Oh so yeah, I've seen that. those. I remember <laughs> those. They're yeah. still, they're still
0: around. Yeah. Um, so you're still in New York, right?
1: No, I am based in Albuquerque, New Mexico now.
0: Okay, so talk about talk about that transition. What's going on with that? Like, have you new to New Mexico? Talk about that.
1: Yeah, well, my family has been here for over a decade, so I used to visit every now and then whenever I would get a chance. Um, but since I uh, left my last job and kind of decided to focus on my health, mm. I came to New Mexico purposely for just in search of a slower pace and in search of a place where I didn't have to stress myself out so much just to survive. And, you know, no offense to New York or New Yorkers. I'm a, I was born in the Bronx. New York is really hard, you know, and Mm -hmm. I just got to a point where I was, I got tired of the hustle mentality. It wasn't working for me and I was constantly in the hospital and not getting better. And so that, that was my, ultimate deciding factor to come out west where right. you know it's a slower pace
0: uh, yeah I don't, I, uh, to, I
1: don't have to stress out so much and my dollar goes way further
0: <laughs> i actually visited new mexico um over the summer
1: oh nice which um, yeah. which part did you go to well
0: i flew into albuquerque and then i went to the colorado new mexico border basically
1: nice the, Is it did you go to the four corners
0: yeah, I did all that. Did yeah, the, yeah, I did yeah. the I did the casino that's on the way from New Mexico to Colorado. Like, okay. And then yeah, I didn't, that was my first first ever casino because it, obviously it's illegal in Florida, and I'm a goody two shoes, so I don't. I didn't you know. know
1: that it was illegal in Florida. Like, <laughs> wow, like, like I'm talking about like I'm day. talking
0: about like there's casinos in Florida but I'm talking about like betting, like, you know what I mean? Like legal, like gambling and betting and stuff like there's casinos, but I just mean like, you know what I mean? Like betting and stuff, but there's casinos in Florida, but I'm not, I wasn't used to, you know, putting the, doing the slot machines, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a, that was a good time. Um, so besides the Grammys coming up, what do you got in the pipeline?
1: I'm working on a new song and this song, the goal is to kind of tap into my Puerto Rican roots. Uh-huh. It is going to be in the salsa genre. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of want to like put a, a fresh spin on salsa music. Not that there's anything wrong with it now. Absolutely not. Like there's so many classical yeah, records out there that will never die. Um, but kind of like there's this group that I, that I love from the nineties, their name, Was Dlg, and when they Mm -hmm. came on the scene with their salsa, like it had an urban flair to it, you know, and it attracted a younger crowd back into the the roots of salsa. So I'm kind of trying to trying to attempt something like that, where like I do it with an urban flair that helps bring the younger generation in. Like, you know, if you're Latino, if you're from Puerto Rico or Cuba or anywhere in the Caribbean, like these are. Our, our roots you know and mm-hmm. let's not let it get lost in translation
0: <laughs> i i hear you on that but before we get to what you have in the future let's dive more into this song boss paredes so can you talk to people about what kind of music this is like what's the vibe like is this a club song
1: um i i think You could definitely play it in the club, depending on what hour of the night. (laughs) But it has like a a reggaeton slash trap slash R&B pop kind of feel. Um, The melodies are very R&B trap, but my voice has like a pop flair to it. So that's kind of where where that comes in. And then it has like a, a reggaeton drum pattern. So it's interesting to hear how all of those genres fuse together and i think um people are having a hard time like putting it in a box because it's all of these things at one time
0: when you mean put it in a box you mean like typing like you know, what like, it like, is in um, characters
1: <laughs> yeah no like like putting it in a no i know genre. i was being
0: i know i was you know <laughs> it was a bad joke it was a bad joke
1: it was i okay. know what you i know what you
0: mean i know what you mean like <laughs> trying to decipher what genre of music it is right yeah so what would you classify and i love as? that
1: i love that so if you did I your best, what would you it,
0: classify it as?
1: I classify it as reggaeton.
0: Okay, yeah, that's what I
1: like, would do. Like, like reggaeton romántico, which is like romantic reggaeton.
0: That's what I would. That's what I would. That's what I would say as well. Um, so, what's the difference between reggaeton and salsa music? Like, is there talk about the, oh, the difference-
1: base that? The drum patterns are entirely different, Um, although both of them, the similarity is that they have roots in African culture, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Like salsa, all of the instruments that are used in salsa are from Africa. And then reggaeton is is heavily influenced by Jamaican music. I remember growing up in Carolina, Puerto Rico, when reggaeton was just being formed, a lot Mm -hmm. of the kids that were experimenting with this new sound they were trying to be like the next Shabba Ranks. So they would listen <laughs> to Shabba Ranks latest hit and like try to write it in Spanish or right. write um, some sort of response to him. And then slowly, gradually through time that that became a thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, the genres, they're not similar to each other. They have different drum patterns. Right. But what brings them together is that root in African culture.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. You talked about Bad Bunny. Um, who else is on your playlist currently?
1: Um, So I listen more to R&B music and like classic mm-hmm. R&B music. So right now I have like the Shy Lights, Stevie Wonder, Anita Baker. Like those are the, the people that I've been listening to lately. I love their melodies. I love what they talk about, how they talk about love. Mm-hmm. And um, it inspires me.
0: Right, right. I go um, in phases,
1: though, like because I, <laughs> I love music. I love music in general and I listen to everything. But I have these phases where like for a good couple of months, I'm like stuck in this one genre and time period. And so for right now, it's classic R&B.
0: Well, I have a loaded question ready for you. Not, okay. Who, Natalie, who do you consider the greatest of all time? Like, if you had one pick,
1: uh, for you mean like anything for musician?
0: Yep, of all time, for, one pick.
1: Well, I I would have to say hands down Michael Jackson. Okay,
0: <laughs> I like that.
1: I feel like no one has been able to create pandemonium the way that he has, and you know the the records that his music is still making today, even while he's not here. Mm-hmm. No one else has been able to achieve that. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to say Michael Jackson, hands down.
0: Yeah. Would you include Whitney Houston up there? Would you put her up there?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's I would that. put Whitney Houston up here. The only reason why MJ beat her out is that he has more more record sales. <laughs> and he's broken mm-hmm. more records as a musician. I mean, yeah,
0: Jackson. I mean, everybody...
1: And everybody, yeah, started, everybody who's anybody sta- knows who he is. <laughs> he started his career when he was like five. So he was also at it a lot longer than than Whitney Houston was.
0: Natalie, yeah. this has been awesome. Thank you for putting up with my technical difficulties. I apologize.
1: It's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all
0: right. Where can people find you on social media?
1: I am Natalis Ruby Everywhere, spelled N-A-T-A-L-I-S-R-U-B-Y, like the stone. At Natalis Ruby Everywhere, you can also check out my website, com, and it has links to all of my social media.
0: All right. Safe travels, okay.
1: Thank you so much for <laughs> this opportunity. And I will keep you posted as things yeah. start to progress.
0: Yeah, please do. Please do. Hopefully this doesn't detract you, you know, from coming back
1: no no definitely coming back
0: i'll I'll double check i'll double check on my storage next time okay
1: all right no problem take care and have a good night
0: have a good night thank you bye all right bye